Hey, Rogue Academic here. Hope you're having a good day so far. Before we get into this one today, I just want to thank everyone. We are currently at 15 subscribers on YouTube, and if you're listening on any other platform like Spotify or Anchor, let this be the video that gains your support by hitting that follow and subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. I hope eventually I can go full time with this because that's my goal. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter as Rogue Academic. Make sure you turn on post notification so you don't miss any uploads. And that said, let's get into it. So in case you guys don't know, I'm actually from a third world country somewhere in Africa. The third world, it's it's a peculiar place. A lot of people are living below the poverty line, poor infrastructure, and inadequate allocation of resources, global government, and the list goes on, really. In an event of World War III today, the third world would either be bystanders or victims because of their powerlessness and frankly a joke on the international stage. The powers that be like to give the public impression that they do give a fuck about the developing societies. They actually don't and many are quick to blame imperialism and other historic horrors for the state of things in the third world. And there's no disputing or trivializing the effect that has had. It does impact the pride of the people, especially to be historically remembered as mere victims of imperialism has its detrimental effects on both sides of the aisle. You know, you have those that were enslaved and you have those by today's moral standards who are merely seen as psychopaths for being these conquest-hungry mongers that didn't know the line and had no moral bearing whatsoever. They killed our brothers, raped our sisters, enslaved our fathers. It's cemented in the collective subconscious of the people. And yes, I get it. It hurts. It does hurt. And I remember growing up how as I got older and I understood the, at least I think I understood because it's a very multifaceted issue. But I do know that as I learned more about this from school to just cultural understanding of these events, how that shaped my identity and you know how there is a conversation to be had about how this impacts how those have been um yes the third world how the third world has been victim to this kind of things affects the identity and how the people and the, their place in the world it does hurt to remember and hear but realize realize this for one more or less every society that exists today was at some point enslaved and had similar things done to them. It's just the wear of the world. 
Some of these societies for a myriad of reasons are first world countries and or societies today. Secondly, acknowledging the third world as is today, these actions past grievances a child's play. <laughs> Seriously. The negligence of the government has sold more pain than this, than in some cases arguably worse than the colonials you may have been taught to despise. The fractured groupish thinking of the people that makes them betray themselves, mostly along tribal lines. The same tribal lines that was exploited by the colonials to divide and conquer through indirect rule. So when the state of the third world is attributed holistically to the other, and by the other I mean there is no accountability for their role in their own enslavement, however that might have manifested or however small it might be. Because it's not small at all, if we're being honest. Till this day, the colonials might have left, but their essence still presides over the affairs of the people and leadership in the third world. So it's worth noting where we choose to point our fingers. That said, the question is, so does the third world still have a chance? Can they still rise from the ashes and ascend to be a prime example of what, at least attempts to be a prime example of what a, an ideal society or something like an ideal society should be? Here's what I think. And probably to help you see things a bit differently. Don't think of the third world as merely a definite state of things. Think of it as a phase. Here's what I mean. At the beginning of this video, I mentioned some things that are associated with the third world, that the third world is characterized by. Said poor infrastructure, inadequate allocation of resources, and all that stuff. Realize that all first world societies were at some point also like the third world and would have been characterized similarly. So in other words, so in other words, you can think of society's developmental phases as a shift from third to first world. When you come to this realization, maybe it's obvious, maybe it's not, I don't know, you will understand that a lot of issues the third world faces today was also faced by the first world countries at some point for them to ascend to where they are today. Secondly, it's good to acknowledge that the third world does have an advantage over the first world. And that is because the third world has seen the negative side effects due to how certain decisions, political and otherwise, were implemented and executed and we've seen the unforeseen consequences of those decisions. In other words, that means the third world has a better chance to tweak, learn and adjust to accommodate for the desired result that the first world couldn't realize. And as the third world strives to be like the first world, they will encounter more first world obstacles, some of which has been overcome by first world societies, issues like education, prison reform, equality and things that when they're mentioned in any third world society they seem minuscule less important not the priority far off you know things like the environment the climate change all those things quote-unquote first world problems kind of thing so when because a time will come when the third world will have won't be the third world anymore and would have to address those problems and be 
an active participant in the global community that's striving to, to elevate those problems or curb them. I would have to, and we've seen the, we've seen what other first world regions that are aspiring to do the same have, have done. And we can look to them to assimilate what they've done and tweak when necessary and implement it as we see fit, you know? So as that aside, when it comes to things like bolstering the economy, you can look to the US and etc. When it comes to things, things like equality, we can look to Finland, Switzerland, those kind of things. So I think that's about it. That's those are my thoughts about that. This is a very simple representation of what has to happen to make these possible, obviously. To make these possible. Obviously, I realize that things aren't that simple. It's much more complicated than that. But tell me what you think. Have you, have you thought about this in this way before? Is what I said true? Did I miss something? The point of all this is to have a, a conversation to start something create an avenue for this dialogue so share your thoughts below thanks for listening or watching at the rogue academic and signing out see you guys later